on Cump. We're discussing the rich men north of Richmond, Snow White and her discontents, the dark side of Hollywood accounting, and much more. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to Comp. Hello. Hello, Lucy. Hi. How are you? I'm good. We got a lot to talk about today. We do have a ton to talk about. There is so much going on in the world, I might leave it. <laughs> if you know what I mean. I don't want to hurt the algorithm, but I don't know if I can stay on a world this full of great news. <laughs> Content majeure? Is that a French? What does majeure mean? <laughs> We should change our name of our podcast to Content Majeure. <laughs> how do you think? How do you like that? I, I like it. It's classy. I think it is classy. French. I think we could. I think people would come to us and say, "Hey, what's going on with the country music boy? Content Majeure knows <laughs> what's going on with his Snow White. Shut your mouth and go to contentmajeure.com. <laughs> oh boy, I feel like we stumbled onto something. We better trademark the hats already. People are going to be what's content majeure? It's going to be on their asses, like juicy. Mm. Remember those juicy pants? Oh, yeah. Just some fucking, your stepdaughter wearing, and, and, and you can't say nothing because you're not her dad. Big and blocky like, letters right on the ass. You, you, you talk to your ex-wife or your, or your current wife, and you're like, hey, why why is my, why is my uh, well, you didn't want her adopter. Well, I don't want the legal hassle, but I don't think she should be wearing <laughs> juicy on her ass. And it's, hey, it's none of your business. You're not her father. I don't even know why I married you. You're a slob. You don't take care of me in the way sexually that I like. Mm. You know, these just the things that, you know, the, the new wives say. But, and, and, and stop worrying about what's on her ass. Okay, I'm not worried. Hey, my daughter, I don't care where she ends up. Got nothing to do with me. I'll let her stick a fork in the outlet. <laughs> what do I care? I always felt like those letters kind of de-emphasized the ass. Like, I feel like if you really had a really nice, juicy ass, you wouldn't want those letters on it. Well, it may Obscuring not. It. Look, it may not. First of all, if you had a real nice, juicy ass, you wouldn't be wearing those pants usually. Mm. You know? So it's, it's, for, <laughs> it's, for, it's for women who don't have the big, juicy. Yeah. So it, it just, it, it's like just, it's just an insert. It's like, hey, just, if you just call, you just write juicy on it. And then all of a sudden, it's like, it's, it's like drawing in an eyebrow, uh, eyelash or something. <laughs> you know? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Dad, I want a juicy ass. Well, here, we'll solve the problem. J-U-I-C-Y. Now your ass is juicy, see? Shut up and let me watch the game. It's a temp graph. And by the game, I mean a Magic the Gathering tournament on YouTube. I want to watch Magic the Gathering while my daughter makes bad choices. <laughs> anyway, uh, Content Majeure. Welcome to Content Majeure. Welcome. This is the dumbest thing. May we? <laughs> I feel like we should be. We should be put in Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> um, is that still open? Um, no time. Uh, there's a new... <laughs> we got to move this along. Click, 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 you know? Yeah. You can't change the channel. If you like Comp, <laughs> here's what I do want to promote. Uh, if you like Comp, and you, you know, I'm Ray Comp. This is Lucy Steiner, but mm -hmm. we're married. Yeah. Whatever. Point is, you, know, around to it yet. you know who we are. If you want to see me live, you have the chance. I got to look at the date. Tim... Dylan Carnegie Hall. He's going to be, I'm going to be doing a live podcast at Carnegie Hall. 
Imagine that. This guy here at Carnegie Hall. Yeah. The same place where, where Louis Armstrong Did he? played. I don't, know. I don't know. I'm not sure. It's a very, like, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? A lot of people have played there. Hey, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Yeah. Be Ray Kump. <laughs> I will, after Tim, Tim Dillon will be headlining Carnegie Hall on, uh, let's just check the date. Uh, live at Carnegie Hall. What is the date here? It'll be November 10th in New York City. And after his headlining set, his tremendous comedy set, Tim Dillon and I will be doing a live podcast after the headlining set. So if you would like to come see me live, this is your chance. You can see me in the flesh. You can, don't throw things at me. I'm a man, I'm not an animal. You know, I have feelings, but uh, there. So, you know, you, you, get, you get the live podcast, you get a tremendous comedy show from Tim Dillon, one of the biggest comics in the country. Mm. I think that's not, uh, I'm uh, speaking out of line when I say that. <laughs> so there's that. So imagine me at Carnegie Hall. Now my dad's gonna feel like an idiot. And uh, yeah, and as always, I'm very excited for that. Well, you know, you should be. You're married <laughs> to a man who's performing at Carnegie Hall in some fashion. I'm gonna wear my finest pearls. Yes, your only pearls, right? Yeah. <laughs> Inherited? Are those real? I I always assume you got them out of like a like a like a some kind of backwards dealing. You think my you think my angel mother would leave me costume pearls? I didn't really. Admit, I never met her. <laughs> That's <laughs> because she's an angel. Right, well. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> also, as always, if you love the show, which, of course, uh, why wouldn't you? You can sign up for our Patreon at patreon.com slash raycomp. You get an extra episode every week for five bucks a month. That's pretty nice. We have hundreds of episodes on there now. So that's an option. Let's get to the content. Is that too much? <laughs> Welcome. We need uh, a wipe for that. We need a transition. People, a lot of people listen on audio. They don't need the con the, the wipe. The, you know, this video thing is is un, is, is is very unforgiving. They they they, they just they they're like we don't need to see you. Mm. We'll look at we'll look at a juicy ass while we listen to you. Mm. Right? Yeah. There's some guy who's just walking around the mall, scoping all the juicy asses. Right, and then you know that's a juicy ass. And what's in his ear? The Cump Podcast, and that's what we got. I'm not, I'm not gonna, sh you know, take a shot at him. Just you know, hey, be, keep it above board, buddy. So there's a new. <laughs> speaking of the voices of of their generation, yeah. Uh, there's a new guy. What's what's this guy's name again? Oliver. Oliver Jane. Wait, no, Oliver. Oh. Oliver Anthony. Oliver Anthony is that his name here? There's a man named Oliver Anthony. Now, I don't love country music per se. I do like some of it. I like, uh, I, I don't mind some old Hank Williams. I like a little Towns Van Zandt and things of that ilk, you know, a little from the, from the heart will strip down. I don't like just all the overly reverb, like, you know, hey, I want my chicken fried in Vakeaway on the still of the night. <laughs> Let's a dom hang for his crimes. <laughs> Whatever that song, you know, it's not my favorite. Uh, but there's a new man. He's uh, he's in the woods. I guess we could bring this up, right? This man, I don't know if he lives in the woods or he lives near the woods, but he records his songs in the woods. This is Oliver James. We could play a, a few seconds of this, I guess. We don't want to, you know, play the whole thing, right? Yeah. But uh, this is Oliver James. He's taking the world by storm with his song called The Rich Men. North of Richmond, 
We can discuss sweeping the nation. We can discuss that title in a moment because I'm a little could be confused. <laughs> uh, I I I'm gonna say I, I like this song. I think it's a good song. I've been selling my soul, working all day, overtime hours for bullshit pay, so I can sit out here and waste my life away, drag back home and drown my troubles away. It's a damn shame. I mean, it's good. Yeah. We can, can we keep can we keep playing this. How's this work on YouTube? I don't know. I mean, I see everybody playing it all over the place. Yeah, they, whatever. Uh, they have some kind of uh, uh, secret I, magic. I think it's good. I mean, wh- wh- why is it getting so much like, you know, uh, why are people getting so controversially about it? What's the, what, what is the. Well, I think there's like a pretty, there's a, a theme to who's like, who's really pumping the song. And it tends to be people on the right are really okay, pumping well, it. Look, I but mean, it's like, but but also, like, I feel like it is it is enjoying. Some he people. wants more pay. Maybe he's for like a higher minimum wage. And we considered that. He says he's. He, he might be. He says he's he's, he's completely center politics. He said he's dead center. I don't know why everyone on, yeah. in the political spectrum thinks that uh, Oliver North. I mean, uh, <laughs> Oliver <laughs> Oliver Anthony is some kind of. Uh, like just because he's got a beard, he's from Appalachia. I mean, do you remember the, the? I like his beard. I like that his beard is is red and his hair is blonde. I don't, don't, what are you <laughs> implying here? What, wait, hold on. Let's bring this guy back up. What I think are, it's an interesting look. What are you implying about Oliver Anthony? That is that is for some reason his his beard grew red and his you, hair grew are you, blonde. Are you implying he died? He's doing frosted tips. <laughs> I think that's a little out of line. This is the voice of a generation. Lucy. He's from Appalachia. No, I just think he's. he's do you know what Appalachia is? <laughs> Have you ever heard of the Whiskey Rebellion in, in Harlan County? So you're saying these are... Uh, he's a Harlan... I don't know if he's from Harlan. He's from Farmsville. He's from Virginia. Well, the, the, the parts of that are Appalachia, <laughs> which which is where Justified takes place. We watched the show Justified. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's great. I mean, his dad might be a coal miner. I don't know. Or, or his dad might be a lawyer, for all I know. I mean, an entertainment lawyer. Mm-hmm. What, what he might I, not have a dad. Well, everyone's got a dad. What kind of liberal shit is that? He may have just been born from the earth. Wait, what is that? Some kind of uh, some kind of uh, trans thing? Is the new the newest thing in the LGBTR BTO spectrum, whatever it's called. <laughs> this is now now I'm a Gaia. I'm, I'm, a, I'm an Earthborn. I'm Earth. No, this guy has a father. He comes from seed, and. Uh, what is what is the big uh, controversy here? Why why are people talking about him? Oliver Anthony's po- populist polarizing rich north. Why is it polarizing the rich men north of Richmond on track to debut at number one? So this guy has just been recording these things on his phone uh, up until he. I guess he did he did like a, a real recording for this one. He's got his little steel guitar, which is nice. Yeah. What is that? A Gretsch? Those aren't cheap, are they? The Gretsch are kind of expensive. I Looks nice. The working man. What's that? How much is it? Look up how much a Gretsch guitar is. So what are you trying to are you trying to create, create some money trail here? <laughs> imagine having a ten thousand dollar guitar. What would you feel? How would you feel? This is a, why he's so, this is why he's polarizing because people like you are trying to follow the money. Well, I'm just everywhere. I'm just saying. I, how, look, I'm just asking. How would you feel if that was a ten thousand dollar steel guitar? I would be like, I would want a ten thousand dollar steel guitar. So would I. I mean, uh, maybe. Oh, let's 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 just look up Gretsch guitar. Gretsch. I mean, Gretsch might not be that good. I, I could be making this up. Gretsch steel guitar. Why are you trying to look in this man's pocket so, like so much? 
Gretsch steel guitar. Okay. No, it looks like it's like six fifty or so. That's fine. That's a reasonable amount. I mean, it's not like he pulled it out of the trash, which I, I like to imagine. I like to imagine that this guy just pulled it out of the trash. <laughs> and, he, and he's like, hey, hey, hobo, get out of my trash. What are you doing with that old steel guitar? <laughs> and he goes, oh, watch this. He goes, <laughs> I mean, look, I assume that he's, like, a real person with a job and uh, a day job. He doesn't stuff. like his job. I don't think he's living in the ground. Like, a, I don't think he's, like, a mole person. I would have preferred that, but I don't need that. I don't need him to be that, but that would have been amazing. If he was, like, a, like a Johnny Appleseed type or a John, was a John Henry, the, the, the guy who died fighting the, the iron machine. Died with a hammer in his hand. Yeah, I mean, he's not, that. He's not, he's not a, a tall tale. He's a real man. No, he's just he's a singer-songwriter. Sure. In the woods. I mean, I, I, if, if I find out he doesn't live in the woods, I'll be a little upset. <laughs> According to data tracking service Luminate, from last Friday to Monday, Richmond North, north of Richmond has garnered 98,000 digital song sales. I mean, it's a little... What is this? Why am I always getting these at Screw this. Now, there's a couple... The verses... You, you think the verses get a little weaker as they go along? Look, I... I don't know if he expected this song to I mean, be the viral for, hit it was. I think he was. I think he just wrote a song. I'm sure a lot of people like the second verse of the song. I feel like it might fall off the message a little bit. But let's but. see. Folks in the street ain't got nothing to eat, and the whole beast milk and welfare. God, if you're five foot three and you're three hundred pounds, taxes ought not to pay for your bags of fudge rounds. Young men are putting themselves six feet in. I, so is that is that about fat people? I mean, look, it just kind of makes it sound like men are killing themselves because they're, they're so disgusted by these fat people eating fudge cake in front of them I for free. I, first of all, look, I, I, I would like to lose weight and be in better shape. Where can I get a bit of fudge cake? <laughs> Where's well, a fudge round? Have you ever seen a fudge round? No, I've never seen a fudge round. It's pretty good. Now, but hold on. <laughs> Now, I mean, I do think, like, I, I think this, the, 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 it could have been sung a little, the, the lyrics could be a little tighter for the fat guy lyric. Like, yeah. Uh, celebrate people who can't fit on a plane. <laughs> but my, I'm a working man and my fingers in pain because I play this guitar that I found in the trash. I never had a lesson. <laughs> I've got a lot of gas. <laughs> You know what? I can see the merits of his verse now. <laughs> I feel like it's fine. You're telling me Lizzo is hot, but she clearly is not. <laughs> That's good. Thank you. <laughs> She'll make you eat a banana out of a stripper's hole. No, you, you, look, I'm sorry you're not a singer or, or, or a musician. Here's how it goes. You're telling me Lizzo is hot, but she clearly is not. She makes you eat a banana out of a stripper's trot. God damn it. Why are you so much better than me? <laughs> Living in a new world. That's, that's how we, I mean, you, you, you're almost there. I think I stole this line from you earlier when we were talking. Look, I think about I loosen. I think I loosened the jar on that. You loosen. One. You loosen the jar that you blow into. Poo, you know, when mm. the, the, you don't know what I'm talking about. The jar player in Appalachian music, bluegrass music. You're so uncultured in Appalachia. <laughs> I would fit in so much better in Appalachia than you. I mean, I don't. I just don't understand. It's so. I mean, I think he's got a great look. Uh, I don't know what that shirt's all about. There's a line about Epstein where he goes. Uh, I don't know where it is. Here's, here's, here's a problem I have with it. 
there's a line where he sings. Uh, I, I don't, I don't want to scroll through the whole song to find it, but there's a line where he sings something effective. I w- wish you cared about miners as much as miners on islands. Yeah, which is clearly you know an episode. It's fine now. Like, and I'll get I'll get to the other stuff in a second. But you know, Wikipedia. I noticed in the wiki. I was looking this guy up in the Wikipedia, and it says the song's lyrics. Where's this? Where's it go? Oh, here. Uh, revolve around common right-wing talking points. Themes of the song include inflation, dollar inch. Well, I mean, sure. High taxes, child trafficking, miners on an island, and wel- war- welfare abuse. Uh, the obese milking welfare. Oh, that's what he was saying. I can't, I'm not good at listening. I, I, for some reason, I don't hear every lyric on a song immediately. Uh, what bugs me is this. A reference to politicians looking out for miners on an island somewhere led to speculation that Anthony was referencing the QAnon conspiracy theory, which revolves around the belief that politicians and Hollywood elites engage in sex, tra- uh, child sex trafficking and other child abuses. <laughs> okay, well, I don't know if QAnon came up with this that This is one. why, I want, I want to take a moment here. This is why, if you're into QAnon, I've always had a problem with the QAnon thing. Because what are we, like two or th- four years out from that, right? Three years, four years out from the whole Epstein, QAnon, kerfuffle mm-hmm. and now clearly what they're doing <laughs> i mean what did epstein this there was a guy jeffrey epstein who had an island we all agree on this he had an island where he brought underage women and maybe men i'm not sure but at least women there for a people rich people to have sex with them he was a, a pimp right mm-hmm. how is this how are you how are you going to QAnon with this this <laughs> is the whole thing whoever i mean we all watched him die no one believed he, he killed himself. I've met, never met a single person who believes he killed himself. This, this, I mean, whoever, look, you, and you have to imagine whoever decided, hey, we should, we should really take care of Jeffrey. And, and you go, whoa, everyone's going to be, everyone's going to know we did it. Like, hey, moron, do you want, uh, do you want the Harlem Globetrotters and, 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 uh, and the cast of the Brady Bunch testifying in Congress? I'm sure they weren't involved. I'm just saying, I, I don't know who, who, who's accused. Point is, no, like, you know, whatever, whatever politician, whatever ex-president is going to have to be, like, explaining their whereabouts, it's like, wouldn't, wouldn't it be preferable just to have this, and then they built QAnon, and it's all gone? No one, like, anytime you bring it up, it's QAnon. Mm-hmm. It's not QAnon. We know who did this. He didn't say QAnon. He didn't say get, you know, and we got to get Tom Hanks. And, and it's crazy that it's like, it, it's, it's QAnon. If it was like QAnon conspiracy that, uh, you know, political elites are kidnapping children and draining their adrenochrome or whatever they think they're draining from them. Right. When they Which, drink the blood. Yeah. Like, and then I would be like, okay. But it's like, this is like the most like generalized thing that like has clearly happened lots of times. Right. Like, no, it's just so, having sex with children. Right. Terrible. Uh, you say... <laughs> You say Tom Hanks is a real good guy, but if I was his kid, I would want to die. He's been replaced by a clone. Donald Trump is in charge. He won that election. We're going to Mars. <laughs> Living in a new world. He didn't say any of that. I wish he did. It'd be fun. Um, no. That would be great. Well, you know who knows. I mean, this is just the first version of the song. Maybe he'll like. Maybe he'll. You think he'll expand, expand it? Kind of, what, 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 what's a, what's an example of a song that expands? There, there are a few like anthems like that where they keep adding to it, right? Well, Dylan used to play a lot of different versions of his songs. 
an adverse. Reminds me of He's reminded because people have been complaining like, oh, it's, it's, it's pretty right wing and simplistic. Like you know, technically, you know what he wants can be met by by by, by leftism. And I guess it's not that complicated. He's thinking about how his life sucks. You know, <laughs> it's like these people. I, I don't know what these people want. They want him to like. Be singing, you know, and the goddamn the Laffer curve was misleading at best. <laughs> Trickle down economics. I don't know the means test. Like he's not supposed to be that. It's supposed to be some guy going like, I got a pet bird and it died last week because <laughs> I couldn't afford to put food in his beak. <laughs> Living in the new world. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's what country's supposed to be, not like uh, Keynesian economics is a fraud on the world. <laughs> John Maynard Keynes is destroying my world. See, <laughs> I can't rhyme good. Anyway, I mean, I don't know what people want. Do you, do you want like Bob Dylan? I mean, Bob Dylan does that. He just sings like September thirty first, nineteen sixty two. This guy walking the bar. The cops came. Their, their patrol car was number four. And a deposition said they could not produce the weapon. <laughs> At all. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I don't know what people want from music. Yeah. Um, can we, I mean, we're never going to get this guy in the show, right? He, he's he's going to be number one. He, he, he's living in like a holler somewhere. This guy, you think this guy lives in a holler? I'm not I even mean, making fun know. of it. Look, a holler is not the only place where there are trees around. I don't even know what a holler is. I mean, we, again, we watch Justified a lot. I mean, if this guy lives in like a, I mean, we, he, I don't hear, I want to address this. One more thing. Uh, the rich men north of Richmond. What does that mean? Because here's the thing. You seem to think that it's Washington, D.C. I always interpret it as meaning Washington, D.C. because Washington, D.C. is just north of Richmond. It is a bit, there's a truth to that. I, I will grant you there's a truth to like it is somewhat pretty pretty north of Richmond, which could be it. And I guess if you're in Virginia, it's a good reference point because like this well, he lives in Farmsville, which is like an hour west of uh, Richmond. It looks like. Is there anything to the idea that this is like a civil war thing? Like Richmond was the capital of the Confederacy. The rich men, like those northern industrialists, coming to. I mean, I feel like it would be a little late in the day for him to be complaining about carpetbaggers and stuff. Well, I think he meant. Well, I mean, in Northern, I think he means like Wall Street, perhaps. Yeah. Or and the people who run Wall Street in his in his mind. Sure. <laughs> I mean, look, it could be about Wall Street, I guess. But you know uh, what I mean by Wall Street. What he means by Wall Street. <laughs> I know what Wall Street is. I mean, but he, I don't know if he has a full picture. I just don't know. I mean, it, someone can chime in in the comments. I mean, if you think he's talking about Washington D.C. or a group of people. I don't know. That's the only. I, mean, I, I do like his song. I, I don't necessarily think that. I mean, look. I think just. I think Richmond, north of Richmond, it's 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 more fun than saying the corrupt politicians in Congress. It's like, just it, look. I honestly, the corrupt poli- If the, the song was called the corrupt politicians in Congress, it, it it wouldn't be a viral sensation. I don't. Here's the thing. I, I have alliteration. No, I don't it. think he meant it that way, and I have no problem with the guy. I just feel like uh, <laughs> if I was his manager, I'd be like, look, I. 
I'm a pretty smart guy. I didn't necessarily think it because I'm not from Farmsville. So, it doesn't, you know, that whole north of Richmond doesn't mean much to me. I do know Richmond was the capital of the Confederacy. So, <laughs> I'm not sure what you mean. So, maybe we change the song to, like, you know, uh, the Richmond, the Richmond uh, on, on the Potomac. It wouldn't flow as well. I get no. you. I mean, oh, I, look, I, I will accept this one he meant because <laughs> I like the song. I want I wanted, I wanted to believe that. Does Richmond know the Richmond south of Philadelphia, <laughs> two degrees west? <laughs> I mean, look, maybe he was talking about Chappaqua. Chappaqua? <laughs> That's north of Richmond. What's Chappaqua? Chappaqua, Westchester. Okay. I don't, what, what's the, it's it's a, a very wealthy like I'm not place. From, I'm, I'm sorry we're not all from Westchester. Uh, <laughs> I didn't grow up in the, I, I might not have grown up in a holler, but I didn't grow up in Chappaqua or near it. So I'm sorry I don't. I didn't know. grow up in Chappaqua either, but it's it's you know it's a reference point of reference. Is that where the Clintons live? I think the Clintons might have a thing there. Are yeah. you in with the Clintons? <laughs> Do you have like connections to them somehow? I'm their baby snatcher. Whoa! I'm the baby snatcher for the Clintons. That's I mean that's. I wish we could, can't, should we be able to afford a nicer place? <laughs> it doesn't pay as well as you would think. The Clintons don't pay it, nothing. It's still a government job at the end of the day. I snatch babies for the Clinton family, but it doesn't pay enough for me to live like a king living in the new world. I only flush once if I, if I take a number two, because we got to save money. It's what the Clintons won't let us live. I snatch babies. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> um what do you I mean do you, do you you think he's good? I honestly I think he's better than anyone alive in country music. This guy. I think I I'll, I'll, Oliver Nan- Anthony uh, Oliver Anthony Oliver Anthony is the uh is probably the the greatest country music artist. Do you think artist. this is the best endorsement he's gotten so far? I don't know. I look, I don't. This is to, really gonna put him on the map. I don't love country, but I, I in general, but I do like some of it. This guy is the like. It doesn't have to be accurate. It doesn't have to be like. Uh, no, it's per. It's a personal genre. Yeah, it's just it's, you know not everything's got to be like. Put my blue jeans on. Went to Target. I saw genital tucking and I threw a big fit. You know, it doesn't have to be that. Mm-hmm. I do. I do think he could have rewritten the Fat Boy line. <laughs> and I, I'm not even saying to make me feel better. Just it could have. It could have hit harder. You know. Um. You know, he also has a song about how he wants to stop drinking so much. About how he wants to what? Yeah. No, it's funny. What? It's kind of. It's kind of funny. What? What? <laughs> it's just kind of funny. It's like, I drink too much and I sing weird songs. <laughs> Sometimes they go viral. He sings about uh, wanting to, you know, it's like there's a couple of lines that I've seen in different songs where it's like, uh, you know, he, he might uh, want to every once in a while. Oh, he's a little depressed? It. Yeah, he's a little depressed. Well, look, I mean, he's, living, he's living in these a new... These are very personal songs. Look, Oliver Anthony, don't do that. Um, I want I want you to <laughs> know, look, you're living in the new world. And the new world of, of, of content majeure is an ally with you. Mm. Uh, look, I'm sorry I questioned your title of your song. I don't don't do what you're thinking of doing. I don't think you meant them. Well, right? I don't know if he's thinking of doing it right now. I mean, he's I just... don't think you meant what I, I was implying. You might have meant. I, I really don't. Don't don't do what you're thinking of doing, please. It gets better. It gets better, right? I was a sad kid sometimes. 
I don't want. I, I hope. I hopefully because look, you say, oh, he's now he's got Rolling Stone telling him he's going to be number one. Mm. That don't matter, you know. People people succeed and then uh, Oliver, you're good. You're good at this. Keep keep it keep. Let's all say nice things about Oliver Anthony. I want this to end well. I I I, I agree. I think you should keep. Uh... You know, cut the drinking down. You don't have to drink every. You know, I don't know how much you drink, but you know. Is it moonshine in Appalachia? I feel like this is condescending. It's like, well, I, you brought I, it up. I think he's aware of the of the that drinking that over drinking too much is. An I issue. drink too much sometimes. <laughs> what? You can't stand two men connecting and relating. <laughs> Women just can't understand it. I'm looking out for the men. All right, it's a new world, and we're living in it. Moving on. Uh, we uh, there's an article that came out. Apparently, I remember this movie, The Blind Side. I do. It was about um, what's her name, Sandra Bullock, just being a real Karen. Apparently, Sandra Bullock plays a, a like a an upper class white lady who adopts a yeah black kid, and the black kid ends up making it to the NFL. I don't remember. Was it was she good, or did she like go into like I, I kind of vaguely remember her like going to the mall with the you know the black kid, big black kid. Yeah. Uh, ends up being in the NFL. I'd hope he'd be big. And, uh, he, she, you know, I kind of remember the, the, the vague impression I remember is her going to the mall with this kid and, like, he's not shoplifting. Don't you dare reply. Like, stuff like that. Or just kind of, like, 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 preemptively getting people to, like, you know, draw attention to her, to her, to her adopting this guy. Right. And then, like, just trying to, like, find racism everywhere she could. Am I remembering that right? I think basically, yeah. yeah. It's, it's always her putting off these, like, Mother Bear vibes. What, you think he's a thief? He's not a thief. He's an NFL boy. Don't you dare. <laughs> Don't even look at him. I adopted him. Which they didn't, but apparently. Yeah, so Michael Orr, is that how you spell it? That is how you say it. It's Michael Orr, I believe. Orr. Uh, uh, he is uh, coming out and saying that some of these things that were implied in the movie aren't really true. Right, they, he, that, that they, <laughs> <laughs> what was implied, that they, 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 the family didn't use the N-word? <laughs> no, I mean, what, what there's, there's a bigger issue that we're getting to, but what, what, what kind of stuff was implied that wasn't true? So he says that he was never really adopted. He was, he was never actually adopted, which might be a technicality. I mean, I don't, would he have gotten to the NFL without these people? Probably, right? Well, I mean, maybe not. Yeah, who knows? Um, I, I mean, didn't, did they teach him football? I assume they, t- they taught him football, these rich people. Was the dad, I can't remember, was the dad like the coach or something? I, was he? I don't even know. But, I have no idea. I might, I might be really slandering this family. But um, but, but like, the big thing is that he believes that, that the uh, family, he made like almost no money off this movie. This is a huge movie. Right, it was it made hundreds of millions of dollars, and he made almost nothing. I think, and he believes that the uh, the family were all paid what like a quarter million dollars a piece or something like that, mm. or more millions of dollars. You you know? Uh, I think he said like yeah, a quarter million dollars. And he's like, why why am I not seeing a dime from this movie? And uh, and they're bringing up all these things. They're bringing up. This uh, is the thing here where he sh- brings up the 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 the, the, the budget. 
Oh, uh, the blind side went on to amass more than $300 million in profits. Yeah. So according to the court filing, the two E's negotiated a contract of 225000 in addition to 2.5% of the film's net proceeds for themselves and their biological children, while Orr received nothing. Now, I, I, this is like what he filed in court, and he's talking about the 2.5% of the film's net proceeds. And I feel bad because I, I feel like he doesn't really understand a subject we're going to get into. Hollywood accounting. Now, you're not that familiar with this. No. All right. This is a whole TLDR. Before we get into this, if you're ever offered net points on anything, you piss yourself and run away. <laughs> you, 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 you shit your pants. You, say, you start screaming. But you don't sign that contract. Because I'll tell you something. Hollywood accounting... It, 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 this is one of the most insane. This is, this is a subject that's been going on for, for decades. The guy who wrote Coming to America, he didn't write the book. There's a whole book about him. I actually just ordered it off Amazon because it's, no, it's out of print mysteriously. It's called Fatal Subtra Subtraction. But there's a whole, we've known about this for years. The films that, like, you know, you would think, because uh, well, the blind side, you know, would cost $20 million, it's $300 million budget. How did that not make a profit? Well, let's go through some examples here. Of Hollywood accounting. I want you to read this 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 uh, this this thing here. According to Lucasfilm, Return of the Jedi, despite having earned four hundred and seventy five million dollars at the box office against a budget of thirty two point five million, quote, has never gone into profit. Has never gone into profit. Return of the Jedi, the peak of the Star Wars original trilogy. One of the probably you know until you know the the, the twenty the two thousands came along with Titanic, probably one of the biggest films of all time. Still up there, I'm sure, on the list. This film, not profitable. That's crazy. If Return, it makes you wonder. If Return of the Jedi is not a profitable film, why, why are you even making movies? I mean, you, it begs the question, doesn't it? Like, hey, how, how'd you guys do with that Star Wars trilogy? Oh, we really took a hosing. <laughs> I mean, I, I got, I mean, if, these movies are credited with like creating, along with Jaws, creating blockbusters, right? Right. I mean, why would they, why would they have kept doing it if it made no money? <laughs> these people just kept doing this for years. You realize how much the shark cost? <laughs> they really, we really took a, we took a, we took a bath. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Let, let's read some, uh. So where does this, how, how do they get away with it? Um, I don't know. How, how does the mafia get away with it? I mean, what, what do you. I'm not sure what you're asking, <laughs> because they have all the money, right? <laughs> I guess I guess the California. But what do they say? Do they say like all that money just gets lost? That, that remaining money, it all just gets lost in post or something? Like what? What are they like? What's the lie? Well, they yeah, they, they 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 basically create expenditures. Uh, I have to read the book because, but I, I know that they inflate expenditures. Is what they do. Mm. Art Buckwald received a, mil a settlement from Paramount after his lawsuit Buckwald versus Paramount. The court found Paramount's actions unconscionable, <laughs> knowing that it was impossible, excuse me, impossible to believe that Eddie Murphy 1988 comedy Coming to America, which grossed $328 million, failed to make a profit, especially since the actual production costs were less than a tenth of that. Paramount settled for $900,000. Rather than, this, this applies to a lot of people, a lot of people like screenwriters and like actors will be offered net points. Now mm. uh, you want I believe you want to get gross points. I don't, I don't know how much easier it is to get paid off the gross points, but I believe because 
there's gross profit and net profit. And I guess gross is what you, I guess gross is like, you know, what the ticket, whatever you did, didn't pay the ticket people was the gross, you know, like the, t- the theaters, because they mm. take a chunk. And that's the gross profit. But then the net profits are like, well, we had to like, you know, they'll roll, like, I think they'll roll movies into it. They'll, they'll, you, they'll, they'll take stuff that from like the movie Ishtar and they'll, and they'll make it part of coming to America. I don't know how, what the, I mean, or maybe just they had, maybe it's like the Pentagon where they use like a you know a hundred thousand dollar hammer. Let's read some more of these examples. According to uh, Return of the Jedi, let's see. The oh, estate, there's one about JFK. Yeah, the estate of Jim Garrison and Warner Brothers for their share of the profits from the movie JFK, which was based on Garrison's book on the Trail of the Assassins. The case was settled in 1999 with Garrison's estate receiving, quote, a very small settlement. And you have uh, Wilson Groom's price for the screenplay rights to his 1996 novel, Forrest Gump, <laughs> which was, it was, it was a sl- slight success, right? Yeah, it's, I would say. <laughs> Included a 3% share of the profits. However, due to Hollywood accounting, the 1994 film's commercial success was converted into a net loss, and Groom only received... $350,000 for the rights and an additional 250000 for the studio. Screenwriter Ed Sullivan <laughs> says that Sony claimed Men in Black. Men in Black. The original 1997 Men in Black, which spawned multiple sequels, has never broken even. <laughs> it earned $600 million <laughs> against a $90 million budget. I mean, it's... it's it's so brazen that it's almost like impressive. Five hundred million dollars just got. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like <laughs> it's like one of those things where like you let this guy borrow your like I like I remember in high school this guy was like uh hey let me see your watch I'm like no he's like let me see it like all right and like this bigger guy on the bus mm. and they gave it to him and like where's the watch I don't have your watch that's what this is. It's like, it's like, well, give it back. What watch? It's literally what, it's the same energy. It's just like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? That's crazy. <laughs> Gone in 60 seconds. Grossed $240 million at the box office, but the studio declared a $212 million loss. <laughs> uh, Stan Lee, co-creator of the, of the character Spider-Man, had a contract awarding him 10% of the net profits of anything based on his characters, which does seem a bit high, but whatever. I mean, I, I could see them being like, we can't do this. <laughs> I mean, they can, but it's just like, you know, uh, we're, <laughs> we're not going to pay Stanley. The, the, the film Spider-Man from 2002 made more than $800 million in revenue, but the producers claimed that it did not make any profit as defined in Lee's contract, and Lee received... Nothing. <laughs> in 2002, he filed a lawsuit against Marvel Comics. The case was settled in January 05, with Marvel paying $10 million to finance past and future payments claimed by Mr. Lee. And this is Stan Lee. This is like an icon. Right. Most of these people are like, yeah, I'm a screenwriter. I wrote a book. I mean, Stan <laughs> Lee's like, you know. The 2002, 2002 film, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, was considered usually successful for an independent film. Yet, accounting according to the studio, the film lost money. Accordingly, the cast, with the exception of Nia Vardolis, who had a separate deal, sued the studio for their part of the profits. The original producers of the film sued uh, do the Hollywood blah, blah, blah. 
the, the studio claimed the film, which cost less than $6 million to make and made over $350 million at the box office, lost $20 million. <laughs> Peter Jackson, director of The Lord of the Rings, and his blah, 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 let's keep going. Um, the to- the to- similarly, the Tolkien Estate sued New Line, claiming that their contract had them to 7.5% of the gross receipts of a $6 billion hit. $6 billion hit. According to New Line's accounts, the trilogy made horrendous losses and no profit at all. <laughs> I mean, none of these films make any goddamn money. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, I feel bad for Michael Orr. I mean, that guy, you know, I mean, he's, he's, he's just, he, he was just uh, living with a racist white woman. And he didn't know, you know, he didn't know to get gross points or any points, I guess. Yeah. Who made the deal? I know the, the Michael Lewis wrote this book. Who wrote the Big Short, and he wrote the, uh, you know, Liars Poke, all sorts of books. Um, well, that's what the fam- the family. I think the family's claiming that it's like all that money really went to him, like that. To Michael Orr. That we did, that to to um to the writer. No, Mike, Michael, Michael Lewis is claiming he didn't get the money either. Right. <laughs> no, because Michael Lewis is f- apparently friends with the dad. That's mm. how his story even got to his attention. He's friends with the dad. Mm. So the idea that they, like they all hey look don't this guy's going to the NFL. Fuck them. <laughs> but let's, you know, you get your net points. Um, it's a shame. I don't know if Michael Orr has any money. Um, hope he well, does. Well, he also says that he was like tricked into a conservatorship. Yeah, I don't. That look. Stop having his. I, I don't care how many uh, panty dances Britney Spears does. Conservatorships. We don't need. You're an adult. Or you're not. Mm. You, you know. You, you either go to jail or you don't. Or, or psychiatric jail. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but this idea that we just keep people in billion dollar homes, or whatever, you know, I guess their home wasn't a billion, whatever, a million. Uh, uh, Britney Spears' house? Yes. What do you think? It, what do you think it costs? Probably more than a million. Five million, ten million. Maybe ten. I could, I could see you having a ten million. If you can live in a ten million dollar house, you can. You're an adult. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm. That's that's where I end on that. Um, what you have a news story for me, Snow White. Well, this is another, uh, entertainment related controversy. This is the entertainment show today. We are the, well, yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess we're, this is the, the content majeure's new MO. Uh, so we have, uh, Snow White is facing backlash again over the Snow White remake. So they're remaking Snow White. Now they've already got the controversy about the dwarves not being dwarves, right? Right, yeah, now they're all... <laughs> now they're all just able-bodied. <laughs> they wanted to be sensitive, so they just decided to not cast any, any, you know. Right. Because, you know, <laughs> no, no, like, dwarf actor would want to be in a, in, a, in a movie like Snow White. No, know? no. <laughs> I mean, apparently Peter Dinklage was telling everybody, uh, we've, had, we've had it too good for too long. Get rid of the dwarves. <laughs> uh, but the, the Snow White has her own little thing. So what's, tell me about what this is. So should we watch the, the video first? Um, yeah, we can watch a video. So this is some comments that she and Gal Gadot made about what the new Snow White is going to be like. It's going to be a little different than the original. This came up a while ago. I didn't think there was too much of a thing, but whatever. We can play it. Yeah. You said you were bringing a modern edge to it on stage. What do you mean by that? I just mean that it's no longer 1937, and we absolutely wrote a Snow White that is... She's not going to be saved by the prince. She's not going to be saved by the prince, and she's not going to be dreaming about true love. She's dreaming about becoming the leader she knows she can be, and the leader that her late father told her that she could be if she was fearless, fair, brave, and true. 
And so it's just a really incredible story for, I think, young people everywhere to see themselves in. Snow White is running for president. <laughs> All right, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I saw this a while ago. I didn't care. Um, one second. Why is this? So why yeah, is it, this doesn't boil your blood? I mean, look. That, I, uh, I, that, that uh, you know, Snow White is going to be... Uh, Altered in this way? Well, I, I, Snow White is based on some grim fairy, fairy tale, probably, right? Yeah. I, I don't know what you thought these fairy tales were. I don't think the original version. People, people I don't care about Disney. I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. Go like do whatever you want. I don't understand the people who like act like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Like is like you've revered this film for years. It's just a ripoff of something. The animation quality is great. Right? Like oh, the, yeah, it was, it was a innovation. These, these, these films were incredibly animated. They're great. I, mean, I have no problem with the version, but, like, you know, the idea that these were invented by Walt Disney is, you know, for the most part, I mean, even Fantasia is based on something, right? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what, but I think it might be. I mean, I don't know if Lady, Lady and the Tramp is based on some kind of hooker's journal. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So whatever, but so apparently, so that that happened like a month ago, right? And now there's a new. She's back in the news. This Rachel Ziegler. Um, now look, do I think the film's gonna be good? Absolutely <laughs> not. No, of course, of, of course not. What do you talk? You you roped us into seeing the the Little Mermaid film. Yeah, I did want to see the uh, Little you Mermaid. Know, film. You mean Tim? And it, it was horrendous. It was pretty bad. It yeah. was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Ellie Bailey was good. She was a good singer. She, but. The girl was good, but it was, but like, but nothing in the film was good. So, you know, she was she was fine. She wasn't amazing, but she was good. The real problem with Disney live action remakes is that there's an eerie quality about them, where right. like a lot of the joy of the animated original is just kind of sucked out, and what you're left with is like this really like all this effort went into making this like CGI starfish, but the starfish is just kind of singing by itself all lonely. There, like, there's no chorus behind it. You mean, sub, no, you mean the crab or the crab? Sorry. Yeah. You don't even remember your damn movie. <laughs> but, it's like, but you know, there's no chorus. The chorus is gone. It's now it's just like, it's just these, uh, you know, lonely fish singing. Right. You know, there's no magic to it. There is no it's, magic left. It, it, I, you know who I, I think would understand that? Oliver Anthony. <laughs> You got a little crab. He ain't doing no song. He's singing to himself. There's something wrong with the new world. <laughs> this mermaid's family is racially diverse, but this little crab, he's not worth a purse. <laughs> I don't know. I think I, 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 look, not everything's going to be amazing. Go on. Tell me about this. Um, yeah, so let's read some of this. Also, keep in mind that there are probably like dozens of uh, pornographic perversions of this story. Of Snow White? Where, you know, the, the dwarves are doing something to her. Well, you know, what do you want me to do about that? You want me to go, you want me to go, you want me to go fix Pornhub? I don't know what to tell you. Why are you telling <laughs> no, me this? I'm not say, well, I'm just saying, like, look, <laughs> if you're going to get mad at the woke Snow White, you know, put it in perspective. I love, I love that's your defense. Hey, look, <laughs> we, we, we feel like you're kind of uh, changing these. Uh, these stories that we've kind of become part of our, our, our cultural legacy. And you go, look, a lot of people jerk off to this. So Senator, I don't know what to tell you, Senator. <laughs> a lot of people uh, draw Snow White with big old tits. So I'm not sure what you're getting at. <laughs> go on. It's true. 
It is true. Uh, Rachel Zegler is under fire on social media for resurfaced comments she made last year about gender roles in the upcoming live-action remake of Snow White, in which she plays the title character. Let's look at some of these reactions. We'll just skip down. Uh, so this is one of the uh, responses on X. Uh, quote, uh, Sorry. God damn it. I was making it bigger. <laughs> oh, I lost it. Okay. Living in a new world. There Sorry. we go. <laughs> this is the new reality. <laughs> you should make a ripoff of uh, Richmond, north of Richmond, called This is the New Reality. <laughs> <laughs> I got a gun in hand. It don't fire shots. <laughs> I got get turned down by online dots. <laughs> Living in a new world. Rachel Ziegler admitting she didn't like Snow White growing up, saying she had only watched it once before getting the role, is so sad to me. Out of millions of women who love the character, care about the story, and yet this is who we got. I honestly, I've never met a woman who was that into Snow White. First of all, I, I, stop. People who belong in Hollywood should have trim bodies. I'm going to put this out there. <laughs> Fit bodies from Juilliard, right? Mm. Working off those asses and those calves. Dancing, Shakespeare, the stage. You maybe some of them can be fat, but they gotta be strong fat, right? You have to be fucking trained and meticulous with your life. You know, I don't care if someone's a fanboy. I don't care. Oh, it's just. You, what do you mean, just just this this trained actress who spent her entire life getting ready to be? Now, I'm not saying this woman is, but what should be the case? What do you mean, this actress who should have spent her whole childhood training on the stage? to be one of the elite uh, who, who makes it to Hollywood. What do you mean they didn't watch Snow White 1,500 times <laughs> with their fat friends? What do you mean? <laughs> who, who cares how many times she watched it? I mean, like, I'm not saying, I'm not on her side per se, but this is totally irrelevant. <laughs> uh, quote, criticizing Disney princesses is not feminist. Not every woman is a leader. Not every woman wants to be a leader. Not every woman wants or craves power. She, but she's a princess, right? But she is a princess. So you kind of are the like sort of a leader, right? Yeah. Like I mean, if if if, if other people die, you like this has happened in history. Lady Jane Eyre, right? Mm. Was that was that a fiction? Lady person? Jane Grey. Lady Jane Grey. No one wanted that, that girl to be on the throne. No. Or, or Elizabeth. You think anyone wanted Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth? She turned out okay. Mm. Just saying. Um. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, she's part of a monarchy. Yeah. <laughs> of course she's, she's supposed to be kind of a leader. I'm not saying that, you know, they wouldn't have thrown her off a cliff if they could have. But, you know, go mm. on. Uh, what doesn't fit into my brain is why do women need to somehow be proactive, extraordinary? Well, a protagonist kind of has to be proactive. I mean. <laughs> extraordinary, have this incredible, successful career in order career. to be. Well, I don't think she's saying that she's going to go, like, Wait, 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 wait. She's I think we're the owner of Spanx. Yeah, exactly. I don't, yeah, I don't. She's 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 not becoming the senior VP of marketing at uh at, you know at uh at Juice Bar. She's she's a fucking she's a royalist. She's a princess. She's a, she's a royal princess. I mean, I don't want to tell you. I mean, this is not an egalitarian country. <laughs> these people are. I mean, these are kind of crazy. Um, now she did have kind of a weird. You didn't get the video of her. There was a video of her. Was in the, yeah, I'll take it. It's on the screen. Look on the notes. Um, get out of full screen here. Hey, what is this? Uh, look in the notes app. I, I put a link there. Is it there? 
What's that? Um, no, that's not it. Um, what is it? It's a video of Rachel Ziegler. Yeah, it's uh, I thought I put a note there. Ah, whatever. Is, it, is she? Just look up on Google Rachel Ziegler, uh, twit on on X dot com. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> she seemed kind of whiny in the video. Oh, did she like post a response to it or something? Something like that. Yeah. Well, she was just saying, uh, I, uh, uh, yeah, you can't. Rachel, write, write Rachel Ziegler response video. This is not. Um. Whatever. Uh, I, don't, I don't. I couldn't care less about this. <laughs> I honestly, I couldn't care less about this whole story. <laughs> Gives a shit. You, you bring him in Disney. I couldn't care less. I want to go off paint behind the Hess gas station. <laughs> Living in the new world. Uh, last story we're going to talk about. I don't know. Are you familiar with Linus Tech Tips? Not at all. Linus Tech Tips is a uh, website. It's a YouTube channel with this guy, Linus, a very sweet-looking Canadian guy. Um, I mean, now he looks like, you know, a little flashy. And, and you, you we're looking, Lucy's seen the preview of the video. I mean, you might think he's some kind of a uh, um, hype beast, but he's not. He's a Canadian boy. He used to wear polo shirts. He's turned his company, which was just a YouTube channel, full of, uh, you know, computer tips for, like, video, like how to install a video card, right, or how to build a PC, right, into a huge empire, kind of taking the one, you know, he's got a, it's not called Linus Media Group. They do all sorts of tests. Uh, a video came out earlier this week from Gamers Nexus, I think. It's of this guy who's just dressed like a metalhead. Um, that's like, you know, for, let's, before we bring this up, let's bring up the Gamers Nexus thing. See, see if that comes up. Gamers Nexus, Linus. Yeah, this is a... Uh, yeah, this is... Play, play this. Between LMG's own test... From the beginning? Play, we'll leave it over there. Here. In this chart, LMG has the NHD15 from Noctua in red and green, uh, the top two bars. And then it has the Peerless Assassin in blue and in orange. Notice that for each result, the D15 is consistently a few degrees better than the... Does that make any sense to you? No. No, but that's what we're dealing with. Apparently, Linus has done some stuff. Uh, this is the guy who's talking. Wait, that's not it. This is the guy. He's got. He made the problem video. Everyone's piling in. Oh man, he's got a lot of cut. He's got complicated graphs on his shirt. I'm not gonna understand this controversy at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, here, here's what I find. I, I, I found this funny. We're gonna get. We're gonna get to a point where it's gonna be kind of funny. Okay. Now here's the video. Uh, I'm just gonna show a few snippets of the response. It finally came out yesterday after a few days of Linus Media Group. Um, in response, you know, this is the new CEO. He's been there for six weeks. We're not going to play everything. We're going to skip around. I agree with the community. We do have a lot of work to do. Before we talk about that, while I wish us on better terms, I just want to say I'm very glad to meet you all. I have spent the last couple of decades on the corporate side, but my educational background is in computer science. My first role in the tech industry was as the writer at Neaseeker. My history building gaming PCs was even... No one cares. On most days. 
I'm only six weeks into the job, but in that time I've seen a lot. I looked at some budgeting, some team building, what? and operations. But my main focus. You've been telling him for years, and I've been telling him for years. Staying relevant on YouTube is hard for everyone, but we aren't fighting for survival anymore, and we don't need to run at this pace. Now, that ends up with the controversy is, by the way, the, 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 the graphs are, are wrong, that they're, they're, they're producing data that isn't right. They, they basically, some company sent them a heat block or something that, like, that fits into a specific graphics card and reduces the heat, mm. and like these Linus guys took it and put it on a different graphics card and then slammed it. And then didn't even give it back. They 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 auctioned off the prototype. It's a whole big controversy, right? And it's just like you know, and people are mad about that. So it's just that's just a little context. I'm mad about it. Right. <laughs> in fact, in some ways, it's our efforts to keep doing more and keep doing. So they seem very humble, right? Standards and opening them up to feedback from the community. What I like about these apologies so far is that everyone looks like they're about to cry. Right. Here's in the end of yeah. it. Should they wish to participate? We will also task part of the team with going back through every video with labs data to ensure accuracy. Make They're taking it very seriously. Yeah. Make our jobs easier. But the actual testing is not the biggest source of our recent struggles. It's the human factor. There have been times when an internal video review caught an incorrect graph, resulting in new versions of the graph being created, only for those new graphs to not be put in the video. Ah! Just about every. I, I, I worked in these two. I can understand how that could happen. Yeah. Now it's everyone's being very humble pie. Everyone's being very. Uh, that's, that's basically the gist of everyone until we get to Linus. Now uh, maybe I'll be. I think I'm going to be vindicated here by, by this not being boring. But we'll see. A number of times, and let's face it. So this is the big reveal. This is Linus, the actual Linus boy. Gonna fail again. Hey, it's me. I'm chief vision officer now, but realistically, I'm not going to be able to hide behind my recent demotion here. I was the one. That I mean, it's coy because it's not really a demotion, right? Mm. It's like they hire the CEO to make them get the stock price up and whatever. And probably I assume to, to make it like an IPO eventually, but whatever. The point is like you took that role. You probably own all the shares. I'm assuming mm. or whether you made deals, but the point is like my demotion, like whatever. I'm just, I'm just being the fact I'm, I'm the referee here at the head of the company for each and every mistake that our community has rightly brought to our attention. And once again, I made things worse by allowing myself to respond emotionally. It's honestly really hard when people take an internal process error and then they run that all the way to Linus is a thief and wants to auction <laughs> someone else's uh -oh. intellectual property to the highest bidder. I think we're getting, a little, I think we're getting a little off the rails already. Yeah. Or when they start showing screenshots of the comments that are upsetting them, it's kind of like. Look, I know I screwed up, but I can't. I can't believe I can, when when you say that when you come on on the, the internet and you tell me that I screwed up. I swear <laughs> to God. This is me of trying to brush something under the rug just because I do think it's important to get all the details before declaring me to be a low-down liar, <laughs> straight-up piece of. <laughs> we were slow shipping back the GPU that Billet Labs sent us. There's no way around it. That's our bad. But the delay in communication, the one that prompted the post that you guys just saw, it was less than two business days. <laughs> the second that I was made aware. I mean, this, this is the worst apology I've ever heard in my life. Aware of the situation. On the 14th, I emailed Billet Labs and I explained. You know he's like, we have to do an apology video, Linus. He's like, no, <laughs> no, you, you go, I'll fire all of you. What happened? 
I even included Colton's attempt at apologizing and offering, no questions asked, full compensation for their stated value of the product, which happened on the 10th, before we were under any pressure to do so and without Colton even bothering to check with me or Yvonne before just saying, go for it. He knows that our internal policy is to do the right thing. I mean, this is not an apology. <laughs> so he tried, bless him. I guess his job is safe for another day. And I, I, sorry, I guess I've actually gotten a little bit emotional here again. So I'm going to stop there um, because <laughs> whatever's being said about me and whatever's being said about the team should never have allowed my feelings to distract from any valid criticism of our work. My decision, for example, to not bother retesting the monoblock, that was obviously wrong. And my lame response on the forum was a huge and unnecessary blunder. I owe you guys better, and I'm sorry. I mean, this, is, this, feel, <laughs> this feels like a stepdad. This feels like radio fire. Like, I, I owe you guys. This is what you say after you, like, you, you knock a kid's uh, mother into, into the wall, right? I owe you guys better, <laughs> and then uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deliver. Right? Was that what you said? Like, For my part, I owe you guys better, and I'm sorry. <laughs> As a woman, it's just ripping drywall out of her drywall out of her hair. That's what you. That's what you hear. I owe you better. And I apologize. <laughs> as you, the woman's being hit with a cast iron pot. That's all I can think of. I'm not. I'm not accusing him of anything. I'm just saying these are the kind of things you hear. <laughs> it is the language of the abuser. But some of the things you you're saying about me. <laughs> Look, I take full responsibility. They're making me Look, very emotional. I take full responsibility. For the actions that I took that have caused so much pain. But I do have to point out that a lot of you had it coming. <laughs> a lot of you are ungrateful. You have no respect for the things. Uh, for the fact that the things you do reflect on me. <laughs> do I sometimes uh, you, use, use violence where words could do? Maybe, maybe we should, maybe we could think about that. Maybe we could think about how we could keep me from having to do that. <laughs> Why do I feel the need to hit you? I don't know. I mean, I just feel like it's a, it's a it, it's it's subtle, but it's one of the more it's one of the funnier to me. Uh, how how big is this channel? Uh, fifteen million followers. Oh wow! Subscribers. So bigger than us, they could crush us. But why would they? They don't even know who we are. And could they crush us? I, I welcome. I welcome them. Is Linus gonna bring the hammer down on us now? <laughs> Please, Daddy, don't hurt us. <laughs> Please, Daddy Linus. No, I'd I'd love for Linus to try to start getting shots at us. <laughs> We're so small, it doesn't matter. Like, we, <laughs> we, what's gonna happen? Nothing. Living in the new. You, you, you test that monoblock. You say it's a type. You auction it off. You ruin my life. <laughs> Living in the new world. <laughs> I mean, I love that song. So I want to meet that guy. We have to try. I mean, he's he's gonna get huge. We we have to try to get Anthony James. Is that uh, Oliver Anthony? <laughs> Oliver. Well, if we want to get him on. We might want to nail the name down first. Look, <laughs> Oliver Anthony. We're gonna wrap this up. I want you to everyone to go support Oliver, and I mean this. Support Oliver Anthony. Um, now, if it does come out that that song is not about Washington D.C., <laughs> whatever. Still a good catchy tune. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we live in a, a free a free country of free ideas. And you're allowed to say stuff where you're subtle about it. You know? <laughs> if, if, if it's that much of a metaphor, then whatever. 
You know, you can't you can't police what's in the man's mind. So, <laughs> hope you enjoyed the show. And again, uh, one more time, if you if you enjoy the show, uh, feel free to check us out on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Raycom. Again, extra episode every week for five bucks a month. Hundreds of episodes available already. Um, so you can check that out. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week.